And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi for Me Radio is live from the bunker. And welcome. We are live from the bunker, and G4 TV is dead in the water. Good to have all of you with us here. It is Monday, October 17th. My name is Jason Hunt. I'm the editor here at Sci Fi for Me. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about. And I'm sure we're not going to get to it all today. Um, I am not going to talk about the Amaranth thing today. That is still a developing story. But we can talk about the death of G4, and that's what we're going to do today. Now, those of you who listen to this show as a podcast, you are welcome to join us. Uh, live on our video channels. We are on uh, Facebook, Odyssey, Rum- uh, Rumble, YouTube. We're not live on Rumble yet. We still got to get to that magic number of 100. In the meantime, if you prefer to live, listen to this show as a podcast, uh, we're on a number of different player platforms, so you can uh, pick and choose how you want to consume our products. And uh, we will not hold it against you one way or the other. We're just happy that you're here. We've got listeners in Australia, Canada, Germany, the UK. It's all good. So uh, all of you who are here, thank you for being here. And those of you who are uh, new, welcome. Those of you who have been here a while and you keep coming back, you're gluttons for punishment. And I'm glad to see that you're still here. Now, I will... I will share a small gripe. It's not really a gripe. It's an observation. And this observation has to do mainly with our rumble numbers. We've been making an effort. We've got to get up to 100 subscribers in order to get to the point where we can start live streaming. There's a couple of different steps involved in that. One of them being we've got to have 100. Right now we're sitting at 78. And I observe that it took Michael Bancroft only maybe a day. Drunk 3PO did it in a few hours. We've been going for almost, what, a week and a half now, and we're still... Uh, L says, is Rumble the one Kanye just bought? No, Kanye just bought Parler, <coughs> which is one of the alt-tech uh, social media platforms, discussion thread platforms, uh, kind of like the kind of like uh, a Twitter type of, of thing. Um so there, there is that. By the way, uh, by the way, L, good to see you, uh, brand new in the chat. I don't think I've ever seen you before. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the chat. I hope you uh, hope you enjoy what you see here. As my camera goes completely red, I don't know why. Uh, let's see who else is in the chat. Uh, we got Cam one one three eight in there. We've got uh, Dave. We've got Mazurus. We've got uh, let's see who else? 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 
That is it. All right. Mamazer says, G4 TV, proof that if you embrace the nonsense, be prepared for the possibility of the fallout hitting your business. And that's exactly, uh, that's exactly what we're looking at here. Because it's not just, it's not just the death of G4. It's why G4 failed in the first place. It's, and, and it's not, there's a part of it that's, like Dave says, you know, decisions have consequences and that's part of it but I think there's something a little bit more fundamental that hasn't been discussed and and I am by no means any kind of an expert on gaming channels because I'm not a gamer I haven't played video games in forever I, you know I, I frequently make the make the comment that I peaked at the Atari 2600 as a matter of fact it's still sitting at, right over here on the table and it still works and I as soon as I get around to it <clears throat> and figure out how to get it piped into the computer uh, we'll stream some Atari 2600 over on our Twitch channel. But that's, that's eventually. We may do that during the winter break. I don't know. We'll see. So, <clears throat> so let, me, let me dial back a little bit. Let me, let me hit a couple of breaking news items real quick. Uh, not anything we're going to spend a whole lot of time on. I just want to throw these headlines out so you're aware this stuff is going on. Uh, the first deadline reporting that Ezra Miller pleads not guilty to felony burglary charges. He, he faces 26 years in Vermont prison if he's convicted. Now, this story, I'm going to I'm going to get more in depth on this a little bit later on at some point, maybe, you know, in the next couple of weeks. But this is one of those things where I'm sitting here thinking 26 years for stealing three bottles of liquor. And then my next thought is, well, I wonder if all of the pickup shots and all of the reshoots and everything were done in order to get get him done, get get Ezra Miller finished. On the off chance that he gets convicted for this thing and goes to jail, he's gone. He's not going to be be able to do anything else. So that's 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 one thing that we're looking at. The other thing we've got confirmation here. We talked about this over on the Ranker Pit last Tuesday. Uh, this is something that was a rumor starting back at D23. Harrison Ford now officially set as General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross uh, for Captain America New World Order uh, and other projects, I imagine, probably Thunderbolts. Although it's really hard to imagine Harrison Ford as Red Hulk. So, I don't know that we're ever going to see that, but yeah, we'll see. I don't know. So, those, those, those are a couple of things that we've been looking at here uh, that just, just came over the transom. But let's, let's talk about this, because everybody's talking about it. They're talking about it over at Midnight's Edge. They're talking about it in various different places. I think Clownfish has probably done a, done a video on it. Drunk3PO has done a video on it. Everybody is talking about the demise of G4. And this broke yesterday. This is Deadline. Hollywood Reporter's got it. Variety's got it. Comcast pulls plug on G4 TV. Ending comeback try for gamer-focused network. This is Dade Hayes. Byline. Uh, exclusive. So they had it first. 
Comcast Spectacore division is pulling the plug on video game-centric network G4TV, whose early incarnation in the 2000s remains a cultural touchstone for many millennials just a year after its relaunch. Now, I want you to put a pin in that, because we're going to circle back to that part about the millennials. So stand by for that. Uh, continuing, in a memo sent to be out, uh, uh, in a memo set to be sent out to all employees, Spectacore CEO Dave Scott explained that the company's investment and efforts to revive the network just didn't gain traction. A few dozen employees and contract workers are affected by the shutdown. Comcast said it will assist them with outplacement and consider some for internal opportunities. The departure over the summer of Russell Ahrens, an experienced digital media exec who had come on board as G4's president in 2021, and we will talk about her departure. Uh, and I know that kind of throws that kind of throws a little bit because Russell is not normally a, a woman's name, but uh, she's she was she came on board as president and then she left. Uh, her duties were added to the portfolio of Joe Marsh, a Comcast Spectacore vet who has been CEO of T1, an international esports joint venture with Korea's as tell So basically, they're going through uh, what G4 was trying to do with their revival. And if you go all the way back to November of 2021, this is when we first found out that they were coming back. As an esports type of gaming channel, this is from Dot LA uh, Gaming Channel G4 reboots after seven years, and it is a, an article that basically says, "Hey, G4 is coming back." Uh, originally created by former Disney president Charles Hershorn, G4 was a Comcast property that was eventually licensed out to Hearst Corporation. But plans to integrate it into the company's Esquire lifestyle content fell through. Now, if you remember, if you were there back in the day, G4 TV was the gaming stuff. And then you had Tech TV, which talked about a lot of the technological type of stuff, you know, consoles and computers and that kind of thing. And then they merged. And then they died and got replaced by the Esquire network. I don't know if you're going to remember that, because the Esquire network didn't last for very long either. So, continuing here. Uh, seven years later, G4 is back. Just as streaming services have made advertisers rethink the value of so-called niche audiences, Comcast is resuscitating the channel. G4 hits screens as more and more people are playing video games, thanks in part to the pandemic, which caused people to people of all ages to become gamers during lockdowns. I did not become a gamer during the lockdown. Let's note that. <clears throat> the rising player base is also spending more, making the industry more valuable than film and TV combined. According to analysts at the NPT, uh, at NPD Group, U.S. gamers spent $13.3 billion in the third quarter this year, up 7% annually. Now, this is November of 2021. $13.3 billion in this industry it's no wonder why you're starting to see a lot of movies that are based on video games. They're trying to trying to tap into that. This new version was run by the son of a Comcast executive to start with. And I think that's a core of part of the problem. 
because you get to these things, and again, this is you know going back to some things that I have said, commentary on various different things, rebooting and re you know remaking and whatnot. And the classic example of this is Starsky and Hutch, the movie that Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson starred in ended up being a parody. And you look at things like uh, the Beverly Hillbillies or the Dukes of Hazard. You look at these these movie iterations, Bewitched, and they end up being parodies of themselves. They end up lampooning the thing what they're supposed to be honoring. is It's a thing where we really like this. I grew up watching this, but I can't remember exactly what made it popular and what made it work and what made it successful. So I'm just going to go off of my memory instead of analyzing the product, analyzing the property, trying to figure out what the story was that made it work. You get the same kind of thing here. Man, you remember when G4 was a big thing? Yeah, wouldn't it be cool if? Wouldn't it be cool if? And, and they relaunched G4 and... You have to also acknowledge that the landscape has completely changed in seven years. And it is not anywhere near like it was when G4 and Tech TV were a thing. And that's part of the problem here because they wanted to come back and one, right on the coattails of, of nostalgia with G4 TV is back, but at the same time, make it an eSports type of thing. So you get this kind of a blend of different things that it was trying to be, and nobody really knows what it was trying to be and what it was, and it ended up not being anything. So... It's not a surprise that they've had problems this entire year. And it's not just the frost ramp. And that, that's a big piece of this. But at the core, there's something even more fundamental that they got wrong. And I'm going to talk about that. But I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, let's, let's look and see what people are going on in the chat. Uh, let me pull this up, pull this up here. Uh, Germ, I don't think I've seen you in here before either. Welcome to the program. Literally, they could have kept this as a Twitch channel and two-tenths of the size and been profitable. That's another piece of this, the expense. Um, it's, you know, back in the day, and, and you look at some of the YouTube streamers that we got now, we don't put a whole lot of money into stuff. Limited resources. I mean, G4 at the beginning, back in the day, was more like what a lot of us in the YouTube creator space are like now. Limited resources, not a whole lot of corporate anything, and we do what we can do with what we have. Now, I have, I have a number of different cameras and lots of different equipment here because of my media production business, so I've utilized all of that into this. But there are a lot of YouTubers out there who don't have this, you know, the gargantuan big setup like I've got here. I mean, you don't have to have a bat cave in order to do this. By the way, this might not be the final form. Just saying. 
All right. <coughs> uh, Germ says, I'm just hoping some of the key crew of Attack of the Show and Name Your Price decide to stream their own content, but with the G4 crew, people would watch and for sure support. Well, see, and that's what they were counting on. That's what they were counting on. They wanted people to sit there and count, and, and oh, hey, the, the, you know, the Attack of the Show people are back. G4's back. The problem is, now you have all of these independent creators, and the technology has changed and evolved to the point where all of these independent creators have the same type of access to the internet. We can all stream. We can all put our own content out there. We can all get on our consoles and get on our computers and get on our mobile devices and we can go pew, 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 pew and people can watch us do that. So, G4 TV didn't have a niche anymore. There wasn't, there wasn't that small space where nobody else was doing it. Everybody else was doing it when G4 TV came back. I mean, Twitch, Twitch rose up in that time. Twitch was all about gamers streaming their gameplay and talking about games. And discussing game news and rumors and personalities. So G4 TV didn't have any specific thing to differentiate and, and say, this is, why you, this is why you should watch us. In, in my business, advertising and marketing comes into play a lot. I make a lot of TV commercials. I have been making TV commercials for gobs of years. I've been in media for 34 years. And in advertising, in marketing, you have what's called the value proposition. Okay? So you have this this item of idea, this nugget that says, what's your value proposition? What is it that you have in your product or service that sets it apart from every other product or service in this category? And that's where you start. And whenever I would have a conversation with the, with the client, you know, I'm trying to figure out, okay, what's the message that we've got to get out in this 30-second spot? Because you've got a very limited window here. You've got to catch their attention. You've got to hold their attention. You've got to deliver a message in a way that they're going to remember it. So it has to be simple. You can't do 12 different ideas in a 30-second commercial. You get one idea. What's your core message? And it always, to me, drives back to the value proposition. And as part of that... What does your product or service provide as a solution to your potential customer's problem? Your, your potential customer base, the people who you're trying to sell this thing to, you are addressing a want, a need, a problem they have, something they have to fix, something they have to solve. Your product or, or service is a solution to that need. And that's the core 
of the marketing message. And then you sit there and say, here's how we do this that's different and better, maybe, from everybody else. And that's your value proposition. And G4 TV on the return didn't have a value proposition. There's no reason why anybody would want to tune into G4 TV except for the Memberberry's appeal. There was nothing to distinguish G4 TV 2.0 from anybody else that was doing this on the Internet. We're all doing it on the Internet. We're all talking about it now on the Internet. We all have videos. We all have shows. We all have streams. We're all, everybody's doing the same thing. And I think that's prob- probably one of the problems that we have with this, sh- this channel not growing as fast as it should because our value proposition, maybe not strong enough, because, you know, we're, like I said, we're doing what everybody else is doing. What sets us apart? What distinguishes our channel from everybody else? And, and G4 TV needed to ask that question as well. What sets us apart? Well, we were here first. Maybe. We, we built the template. Okay, maybe. But what, what distinguishes you now? What's your value proposition now? In 2021, 2022, what do you do... That's different from everybody else. And not aesthetically, that's all fine and well and good. Comcast has the money they can spend to build all of these sets and have all of these cameras and all of these computers and all of this equipment and technology and who's he, what's it? Wow. Okay, fine. But if the core of the material that you present is junk or if it's the same kind of stuff that everybody else is doing, then what, what, what reason do I have to come in and talk to you? What reason do I have to watch your, your shows? Are you, are you bringing in the right kind of personalities? Are you bringing in technical experts? Are you bringing in game designers? I mean, I could interview game designers on my show. What do you bring to the table that's different, that's new, that's special, that's you? How are you defining yourself, G4 TV? And I don't know that I ever heard anything about that. I don't know that I ever heard any kind of value proposition of, well, here's what G4 is, is going to do. I heard esports. Well, I'm not interested in esports. How many other people are interested in esports versus video games? Because esports is a whole other category. And you have all these competitions and teams and all this. You know, that, that's, a, that's a huge industry in and of itself. But Twitch has that covered. There's all sorts of channels over on Twitch that are already doing that kind of thing. So again, G4 TV 2.0, what sets you apart? What distinguishes your programming, your channel, from everybody else? And I don't think they had an answer for that. And then in January, you had the rant. And the rant was the beginning of the end, I think. Now, before that, they probably had some issues because the numbers were probably not where Comcast wanted them to be. 
can't imagine why. I mean, you're doing the same thing that everybody else did. I see Hex Allen in, in, in the chat. Good to see you Kim, coming in there. Uh, let's see. Who else is in? I'm going to have to reset. Uh, I'm going to have to reset my my chat widget here. So let me do that real quick. Start that. Start that. Go there. And hit. You get third-party plugins, and sometimes they're a little, a little wonky. But there we go. Um, okay. So Hex Allen says, no TNA, no eyes. I, that could be part of it. Um, I mean, certainly you have, you know, a history there in, in the gamer space with, I mean, we're, we're seeing some of it play out now with Amaranth. And we're, we're, you know, the, the hot tub streams and all these other things. Um, being attractive on camera certainly doesn't hurt. And back in the day, you had more. You, you know, you had Morgan Webb. You had uh, you had um, Olivia Munn, and, and and it helped to see the combination of attractive girl who knows gaming, and that's that's the other thing. Is you got to know your stuff. You just don't have, you know, just some. Yep, you know, the days of the booth babes are gone. And G4 TV brought in the babes, quote-unquote, who also could play the games and knew their stuff and were able to talk the talk, not just show up and look pretty. And part of that rant with, with Frost, where she's sitting there saying, you know, well, I'm sorry, I'm not as pretty as Olivia Munn or Morgan Webb. That's only part of it. You come at us, and I mean us in a general sense as far as the audience goes. You come at us with this anti-sexist rant, which turns out uh, turns out to have been scripted. We'll, we'll get into that here in a minute. But you have this anti-feminist, you know, this anti-sexist uh, 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 rant from Frost, and that sealed the deal. And it was, it was, you know, Indiana Froskerin Black had her own Kelly Sue DeConnick moment. You know, if she said you don't like it, you don't watch it. Okay, your terms are acceptable, and nobody watched it, and they and they turned away, and they said, okay, well, we don't need you. We have all of this other... See, that's the thing. There was so much more competition now for eyeballs and attention. I don't need G4 TV. I don't need some harpy screeching at me. I don't care what you look like. I care how you act toward me, your potential customer. And that, I think, was the beginning of the end. And that's... That's where we're gonna. That's what we're gonna talk. Uh, and we will. And we will talk more about that. And yes, Cam, there is a report uh, that that is uh, that that is what happened. We'll get to that here in a minute. We're gonna take a real quick break. When we get back, 
the the death spiral from January to now of G4 TV uh, when when we come back stand by we're not puny gods just puny podcasters this is sci-fi for me radio it's like okay hold on you've got somebody and all he does is put on some glasses and slicks back his hair and nobody knows who he is nobody recognizes him it's it's it's, it's like that that uh, that scene in, in the Green Lantern movie where she looks at him and it's like how you know it's like you just put on a mask and you expect me not to recognize you the h2o podcast monday night at eight only on sci-fi for me tv good morning multiverse saturday morning at 11 10 central only on sci-fi for me tv Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, back from the, the break, live from the bunker, and uh, I mentioned the Atari. There it is. And yes, that is E.T. in the console. The Atari 2600. And yes, it works. It's funny because uh, this this has been sitting in a box in my parents' garage for 30, 30 some odd years and cleaned up and a number of game cartridges were in there with it and I cleaned those up and out of all of them, you know, there were two that don't fire up. Uh, I think, uh, uh, I think, um, oh, what's the, what's the, uh, the, the Activision Indiana Jones ripoff? I can't remember that one. Um, that one and, and another one, uh, didn't work, but all of the other ones, you know, if you could jiggle it and, and, you know, get it back in there and, and it would come up. E.T., is the one that fired up absolutely without any problem at all right from the start, which I guess is a is a study in irony, right? All right, so yeah, pitfall. Thank you. Thank you, Cam. That was right. Pitfall. That's that's when I, I can't get that one to work. And it frustrates me because I liked Pitfall. I played Pitfall a lot. All right, so uh so back in January, so here we go. Back in January, we had Froskerin slamming the audience and saying you don't like it don't watch it okay fine and then this is this is january 12th when all this stuff gets reported and then we had reports that adam sessler started his rants and and stuff and behavior online <coughs> And Sessler had taken to Twitter to knock a lot of people on on politics prior to all of this, but he came out swinging after all of uh, after the rant that was heard around the world, and then things just kind of really started to spiral out of that, where you now had, um, you know. 
he's he's insulting people. You know, if you're a Republican, I want you to be homeless and, and all these kind of things. And then G4 TV Senior Vice President Blair Herter also said, okay, if you don't like it, don't watch it. And people said, okay, this was in February. Now, now we've got two weeks, three weeks of controversy, of discussion, of people complaining about Frost's rant and discussing Frost's rant. And does she have a point? Does she not have a point? All of these different things were being discussed What in the fallout of all of this. And you have this guy sitting there doubling down. Okay, if you don't like it, don't watch us. So people said, okay. And they said, wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute. And then in March, they start losing people. And here's, uh, uh, here's March, this is popculture.com, promising streaming TV show canceled. Uh, another promising show has been canceled after just one season as G4 TV continues to figure out its long-term strategy for covering esports, <coughs> which they never really should have gotten into in the first place. It has decided to cancel the weekly live show Boosted. Boosted featured hosts Indiana Fruskerin Black, Avali uh, May, and Alex Goldenboy Mendez and was one of the six shows G4 used to relaunch the network alongside X-Play, Attack of the Show, Attack of the Show, Vibe Check, Attack of the Show, The Loop, and Dungeons and & Dragons Presents, Invitation to Party. Boosted aired a total of 15 episodes, all of which are available to watch on YouTube. Like other G4 shows, Boosted aired live on Twitch and YouTube. Edited versions were later aired on G4's cable channel, as well as G4 Select, the network's just-launched Pluto TV channel. So they've put a lot of money into infrastructure here, right? A Pluto TV channel, a Twitch channel, a YouTube channel. They're still on cable. That's money. G4 has been fine-tuning this strategy since its soft launch in late 2020, and more changes came this week. Boosted's cancellation came bundled with a series of tweaks to the network's YouTube strategy, which includes the G4 TV eSports channel. So here's here's the beginning of oh we gotta we gotta fix things we gotta figure out what we're going to do we're going to uh, change things up we cancel the show so it's interesting that this show featured Frost in in the cast and got canceled because probably in between January and when was this this was March so in two months. One of her shows gets canceled, probably because people quit watching it. There's nobody watching the show, so we're not going to make any money on the advertising because there are no eyeballs. But wait, but wait, but wait. And people mention Amaranth. Amaranth comes in and gets brought into G4 to make an appearance, kicking off a debate on girls who look good for the camera. And this whole thing with Frost's rant, and is she right? Is she not right? Does it matter? Is this important? Do you need do you need the gamer girl to look good in order to play the game? All of the, all of this discussion. Meanwhile, nobody's really talking about the underlying core problem here: is that G4 TV is completely unnecessary in the gaming media landscape. Again value proposition 
you you give us 12,000 different versions of Attack of the Show and hope that any any of it attracts enough people with the member berries. You remember what it was like? Well, yeah, I remember what it was like. I remember Olivia Munn being on there. I remember Morgan Webb being on there. Among other things, I didn't watch it myself. I was, I aged out. I, again, not a gamer here. I'm looking at this from a marketing perspective more than anything else. So they bring in, and this is ironic, really. And it, it also struck me at the time being a little tone deaf. Because is your network going to support the talent on your network? Are you going to stand by a frost? Or are you going to hire the pretty girl basically basically proving frost right that you got to have the you got to have the pretty girl in order to attract the audience which is what she was complaining about so kind of kind of cutting kind of cutting frost off at the knees with this and this is in march and then blair herder Senior Vice President Blair Herder. Now remember, back in February, he said, don't watch us. And they said, and everybody said, okay. That was February. Not a month later, he's gone. He left. Maybe he was asked to leave. So that's one gone. That's one executive gone. This is two months from the rant, Right? Then, also, and then in August, Russell Aarons leaves. She's the president of the network, the G4 TV network. She's gone. Done. She's leaving. And now G4 TV gets put, in char- gets put into the responsibilities of Joe Marsh, who's over at Comcast. So you have somebody at the corporate level, now in charge of a gaming channel that never should have come back in the first place, and who knows how much Joe Marsh knows about gaming channels, right? What are you going to do? If he's a Comcast executive, he's looking at numbers. He's looking at performance. He's looking at audience. He's looking at response. He's looking at ratings he's looking at money does it make money it's a business decision right well if it's not making any money why are we doing it an executive is going to ask that question and hopefully Hopefully, people have an answer to that question. Well, why are you watching if, if it's not making any money? Why are we making this if not, it's not making any money? <coughs> Jerm says, the fact that the better independent content creators that they onboarded, the completionist is a favorite, as Supplement found out G4 was closing via tweet is utterly shameful from a professional accent. Well, you know, it's it's one of those things that, you know, 
how how many people knew this was? I mean, we all knew it was coming as soon as Frost opened her mouth and and did what she did. G four was done. It was just a matter of time. The head had been cut off at that point. Now it was just a matter of time before the body figures out that it's that it's dead. Cam says it was a well deserved and exquisite collapse, a near perfect case study. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. What about in the chat? Good to see you. So many people say don't watch or support them, but people seemingly only listen when Frost said it, so we need her hired everywhere. <laughs> well, I it I think it's I think it's bigger than that. I think it's it's uh, there's more to it than that. And and uh, awesome one, welcome to the chat. Good to see you. I, I see a lot of new names here. This is great. I I like this. Hopefully you stick around. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, you have you have people like Frost, like Kelly Sue DeConnick, like um, what's his name here, Blair Herder, basically sitting there saying, "If you don't like it, don't watch it," and you know, you don't like it, don't buy it. And why would you do that? We've talked about this in a number of times on on this program and other programs. You don't build a business by insulting your potential customer base. Now, not everybody is going to buy your product. Whatever it is that you sell. You sell widgets? Okay. Somebody is going to need a widget. You have a widget. Hey, I have a widget. My widget does X, Y, and Z. Oh, I need a widget that does X, Y, and Z. I'll buy your widget. Thank you, customer. Here's your widget. I give you my money. and, and, and there's a tra- It's a transactional relationship. And it goes beyond just, I need a product, here's my money, get the product. The transactional relationship involves a relationship. It involves trust. I trust you to make a product that solves my problem. Again, we get to the value proposition. What do you have? What are you selling? What is your channel doing? What's your service and how will it benefit me? How will it solve my problem? How will it help me? Whether it's providing information or entertaining me or educating me or solving a problem or something. The value proposition has to be such that it's worth my time and attention and money to do business with you. And if you're going to sit there and call me a Nazi, call me a racist, call me a homophobe, call me a whatever, then I'm not going to do business with you. And as we can see, yes, this, this, is, this is a perfect case study in what not to do. And you would think that after all of the different case studies we've got, going back at least as far as Ghostbusters 2016, you would think that Hollywood would have been paying attention by now and would have learned this lesson. But Hollywood always learns the wrong lesson. Otherwise, we would have already gotten a Mummy 4 announcement coming off of the success of The Whale, and somebody says, hey, a lot of people like Brendan Fraser... Let's do another mummy movie with Brendan Fraser. But nobody's done that yet. Because the Hollywood takeaway is 
Why was there a, a, a straight white guy in a fat suit? Hollywood always learns the wrong lesson. Lucasfilm, I mean, Obi-Wan Kenobi is another example of that. Captain Marvel is another example of that. Doctor Who, when they cast Jodie Whittaker, another example of that. Every single time they do this, and they market it a particular way, or they preemptively do the rage baiting and the fan baiting and all of that. We've talked about that, and a number of different places have talked about that. A lot of different creators, a lot of different channels. That's not how you sell your product. That's not how you do business. What about's right? They are arrogant. They get away with true crime based on their political relationships and why they feel they have no lesson to learn. They're above it all. Yeah. That's part of it. But they're also trying... They're also trying to persuade on the one hand to shame on the other hand and influence behavior for the population it's not necessarily a you know what we have is good for you type of thing it's you you should you should do business with us if you know what's good for you so there's a there's a there's an implied threat back here if you don't like it, then you're an istophobe, fill in the blank. And we're seeing the pendulum swing back just a little bit. I mean, Elizabeth Banks came out and said, hey, we marketed Charlie's Angels wrong. It was an action picture. It wasn't a, it wasn't a feminist manifesto. Of course, you're too late. And we have the success of Ghostbusters Afterlife. We have the success of Top Gun Maverick. The massive success of Top Gun Maverick. So there are pockets of hope. There are indicators that things might, maybe, be changing just a little bit. Now, it's going to take a long time. going to take a very long time. And I know we're buffering over on YouTube. I don't know exactly why that is. Uh, awesome one says, uh, I think it was, uh, I think Valiant Renegade said DEI is a must among companies and it's more about do it or you're out of a job. That's part of it. And it's not just, <coughs> you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, and all that. It's, it's, the, it's the ESG money that comes from the federal government. You know, it's the it's the money that the government gives these corporations in order to promote these diversity programs this is one of the reasons why you see such crap coming out of DC and Marvel uh, as far as the comic book stories go, because everybody is so fixated and focused on skin color and plumbing and sexual orientation that they're not concentrating on telling a good story. And G4 wasn't concentrating on, hey, let's play some video games. It was, 
we're going to play some video games and I'm going to start calling you names as part of it because you don't think I'm playing. You don't think I'm pretty. Now, September rolls around. G4 hit with major layoffs. This is where, this is the beginning of the end. This is the, this is the round of layoffs where so many people got, got canned. G4 is done at this point. You know, it's a hollow shell of itself, even more so than it was when it came back. And that includes Adam Sessler. A lot of people were uh, just gone. And Frost survived and made sure everybody understood that she survived the day after all of this happened. But she didn't survive for very long, only a week, gone. She's done. And now here we are sitting at the end. And G4 TV is completely dead. Now, there is a story. Let me see if I can find it. Um, what do I do with it? There is a story. And I want to say it's bounding into comics. Let me, let me find it. Um, because I thought I had it pulled up. It is Well, okay, hold on just a second. Y'all y'all talk amongst yourselves for just a second because I had this up and oh there it is. Oh, okay. All right. No, I do have it up. It wasn't uh, it wasn't bounding into comics, it was bleeding full. So this is an article that ran October 4th. What killed G4 TV, the full story revealed. This is Peter Pischke over at uh, uh, Bleeding Fool. And down in this, it goes through a timeline starting with Frost's rant and, and that kind of thing. But in this article... Pischke says here, as you might have guessed, this rant immediately divided the internet with the news media and the left on one side and gamers on the other. While I, like many, initially believed this rant to have been pre-planned, it was not. According to new information from a source shared with this author, as first detailed by YouTuber Vito Gisualdi, Frost gave the rant without permission or forewarning. Frost was only supposed to talk about the issues with the game Red Dead Online and instead at the last minute fed the TV teleprompter with the now viral woke tirade. This stunt, quote, this stunt she pulled, she did not tell people she was going to pull this stunt. She was supposed to talk about what she hated about Red Dead Online's multiplayer and instead at the last minute without telling any one of the other, any of the other hosts, switched the script on the teleprompter and gave that big speech which created huge negative PR for the company, shared my source. So, there is a source who says, take it with a grain of salt because we don't know this for sure, but there is a source who says Frost actually swapped the script at the last minute. Now, this kind of thing has happened before. 
And there have been times where news anchors will go off script and a rant. And some of that stuff has been caught on tape and we you can you can find stuff stuff like that. Where they just completely throw the script out and, and talk and say something. Now, usually they get in trouble for that. They don't get celebrated for that because it causes problems. And again, this goes back to the value proposition. You are diminishing the value of your product if you're telling people don't don't give us any transactions. Don't watch our product. Don't buy our book. And if the audience goes away, then the incentive for advertisers also goes away. Because if nobody's watching your channel, I'm not going to advertise on your channel because it's a waste of my money. And I don't know if Frost will get sued for endangering the business. I mean, it's not like she was doing anything like tortious interference or anything like that. And, and really, there's not a whole lot that they can do to punish her any more than firing her. And her reputation is in shambles, I would expect, at this point. No, I, she's toxic. I don't think anybody's going to hire her. Because why do that to yourself, right? You know, and I, I don't know who it was. It might have been Valiant Renegade. Somebody, somebody posted online. Human, no, it may have been Culture Casino. Human resources departments don't really exist to take care of the humans. They exist to make sure the humans don't create problems for the company. We have to protect the corporate dollar. And to do that, we have to make sure that everybody gets along and everybody plays nice. And if you have problems, we deal with the problems. We squash the problems. We don't put our problems out front and center for everybody to see. And a lot of these younger people don't understand that because we, they have grown up in a world where we put everything on the Internet. Outfit of the day. Here's my lunch. Here are the shoes I just bought. Here are my nails. I went and got a massage. I went into spa day. We're going on a trip. Here I am at the airport. Here's the wing of the plane. Look at all these clouds. I mean, we, we document every single waking moment. And even, even some document our sleeping moments, too. I mean, here, let's put up, the, put up the camera and you can watch me sleep. It was notable when Andy Warhol did it because nobody else did it. But now everybody's doing it. There's no appeal. There's no differentiation. You're all the same. Which goes back to social media. Social media. Making us all the product. You are the product. We consume your content. We consume your life. You put your life out there in the middle of everything on a screen. Here's my dog. I'm taking my dog for a walk. Here's the new book I got. Here's the new bra I bought. You know, it's it it's everything. Look at all these look at all these ugly messages that I got on my DMs. 
Why? Why share every single moment of your life with strangers who don't care? Now, some of that, there could be some value to some stuff. Life experiences. Hey, I'm going through this. I'm going to share it with you so you don't have to go through the same thing. You know, as certainly some people could be looking at what Amaranth is going through right now. And, and some people have posited that she's put that out on the live stream in order to have some documentation she can use later. I don't know. But you have an entire generation or two that has gotten used to the idea of putting themselves on display for the world to see. And we need to get away from that. Nobody is entitled to attention. And if you have something you're putting out on the internet and you want people to pay attention to that, there needs to be a reason why we pay attention to that. What's your value proposition, folks? If you have a channel... If you have a, an Instagram account, you have a Twitch channel, you have a TikTok, what's the value proposition? What do you bring to the table that differentiates you from everybody else? Why should I give you my time and attention? Not, not, to, not to mention the money. Why should I give you my money? As a subscription as a Patreon supporter, as a Subscribestar supporter, I send you money through PayPal or Venmo or whatever. You know, I mean, Odyssey has just started with the support button. And, and we've got that set up here where if you, go to, uh, if you go to our screen, if you go to our channel, uh, you can see right there at the top uh, or, or below the video, I guess, depending on, on what your interface looks like. There's a button now that says support and you click on that and you can send us direct you can send us money directly. And then you've got this little join button over here. We got memberships in beta. You can support us financially. We got a subscribe star account. You can send us money. But in order for you to make that decision to support us or anybody else financially or with your time and attention, we have to bring something of value for you to appreciate. And it doesn't necessarily have to entertain. We can inform, we can educate, we can share news, we can share commentary, but it has to be worth your time. And G4 TV, when it came back, never did that. They never had a value proposition that made it worth everybody's time and attention that we can come back and watch G4 TV because they weren't doing anything that anybody else was doing. It's all the same. We're all doing the same thing. We're on the air, Midnight's Edge on the air, Culture Casino on the air, Friday Night Tights, Doomcock, whoever. We're all doing the same kind of stuff. What's the value proposition? Why do you keep coming back to our channel? Why do you go to Doomcock's channel? Why do you go to Valiant Renegade's channel? Why do you go to Force of Light Entertainment's channel? Why do you go to Drunk3PO's channel? Why do you go to Epic Times or Quartering or NPR? What's the value proposition? 
What is it that sets you apart and makes it worth the time and attention that people spend engaging in your programming? I'm not going to call it content. I don't like the word content. It's programming. We're a TV show. We're a TV network. That's how I, that's, that's how I think of this. We're a TV network. We have a number of different shows. We may start producing more. And yes, if we're going to expand past a certain point, we need money. Because money gets us resources, gets us manpower. But at the same time, it's incumbent upon me, as the Mr. Boss, to have a value proposition for this channel that says, here's who we are, here's what we're about, and here's why you should give us your attention in addition to everything else that you watch. Here's why you should come here and spend time with us. Not because we're better than any particular channel. Not because we're worse. Not because we're angrier or smarter or prettier. By the way, that reminds me. Let me, let me clarify something here. With regard to Super Chats over on YouTube, I want to make sure that you understand, because I think, I think some of you might be holding back on this. If you give us a Super Chat, you are not obligated to date me. <laughs> that, that has come up a, a couple of times. Not, not here, but, you know, that whole thing, well, you know, you know, uh, giving giving them money because maybe it'll lead to something. No, no, no. You, you guys are off the hook for that. If you want to send us money through super chats, you are completely off the hook. There's not going to be any expectation that you're gonna that you're gonna have anything going on like that. Just just want to clarify that. Just clear that up. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so you know. G4 never had it in their heads. The executives didn't know what they were the, what they were about. It was a nostalgia trip. It was let's capitalize on all this esports stuff, but they ended up being an also ran. If they had been the very beginning of that, if they had gotten in front of esports when it was first coming out and becoming a thing, then yeah, probably could have been successful. Because there are a number of channels that got in front of that esports thing and they're pretty successful. Because now they're involved with all of the tournaments and all these other things. But of course, you also have the gaming companies themselves who got into the streaming. Fortnite. I mean, how man? Fortnite. What's some of the other ones? World of Warcraft? I mean, I, I don't even know who does who does tournaments who maybe, but they stream tournaments. You got all these teams and whatnot. If G4 had gotten in front of that and been the very beginning of that, we could have completely a completely different conversation at this point. Overwatch, thank you. Yes, Overwatch. <laughs> El says, not an also-ran G4 TV was a has-been when it came back. See, the thing about it is, when they came back and they said, G4 TV is back, everybody was like, What? How are they going to do this? What are they going to do? There was interest. There were people that sat there and said, this is intriguing. I'm, I'm intrigued. Tell me more. And there was potential. 
But the value proposition was never there. They never got the value proposition right. And that's something that is critical if you're going to do this kind of thing. Our value proposition probably needs a little refinement. But it's part of the mission statement. We bring you news and commentary without any political slant without any expectation that you have to agree with us. We're not going to call you names. We're not going to ban you for saying something that we don't like. You know, there's there's a particular approach that we have. And we're not going to rage bait. We're not going to... We're not going to do that because it's not sustainable. And yeah, exactly, exactly, L. What did G4 TV do for me lately? What are you going to do that I can't get anywhere else? And once Frost did her rant, that was the end. It was just a matter of time before the body stopped twitching. Okay, some programming notes. We have got quite a load going into things. Um, I am waiting to hear back. We have in the lineup uh, invitations to a number of different people. Michael Gallagher is going to be back here. We're going to talk about his uh, the anthology that they're part of called Shoot the Devil. I'm not sure exactly what day we're going to do that. Harry Glorikian. Glorikian. Is going to be here on the 21st to talk about wearable tech and how it can benefit us health-wise. Uh, we've, we're in talks to get John O'Hurley in here, Alice Krieger. Uh, Michael Shapiro is going to be in here to talk about his, uh, his new project where he's composing music for a, a silent Frankenstein. We got, we got tons of stuff in the, in the works, so big watching all of our socials and, 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 and that kind of thing. By the way... Uh, you'll notice that the PayPal link is no longer there. We have we have closed all that out. We're no longer going to be using PayPal. We do have the Subscribestar account, and you can sign up for our newsletter that's that's uh, out there still. And then we have all of the different video channels. And like I said, Rumble, we need to get up to 100 before we can start streaming over there as well, doing a simulcast. So uh, connect with us on Rumble, connect with us on Odyssey. We might do some exclusive streams over on those channels. Uh, just to encourage the traffic and get some people on there. So uh, so do uh, do check those out. Tonight, the H2O podcast is pre-recorded, and uh, we're going to be continuing our discussion about the news coming out of New York Comic Con tonight. We're going to take a look at DC Comics and Marvel Comics announcements and uh, discussion flowing out of that. It is pre-recorded because I have to be in two different places at once, again, because of work. So join us for that. That's at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central, here on Sci-Fi For Me TV. And it will premiere here on YouTube, and then we will upload it afterwards to Odyssey as soon as I get back here and, and think. Because Odyssey, I still can't schedule it. So. Uh, that's tonight, and then back on Wednesday, hopefully with a guest. And then tomorrow night, we have a brand new discussion in the Ranker Pit at 8 p.m. Eastern. So lots of stuff going on over here. We have other stuff in the works. 
you see it with the graphic there. We're on our way to episode 500, which is coming at the end of December. It's going to be here before we know it. So stick around. And uh, as always, you know, we do invite you to share the links, share the video, uh, leave your comments. If you have not, you know, if you're coming in here after the fact on the pre-record, if you're watching us Memorex, you can leave your comments. Uh, email address, live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com. There are tons of different ways that you can get in touch with us. And I read every comment. I read every email and, uh, and I will respond accordingly. So thanks very much for being here, folks. I will leave you with this thought. The media is your enemy. The government doesn't care about you. And there are four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.